So we start off in Charlene's home, where Charlene is. Would Charlene be frantically getting ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Charlene is so nervous. Yeah. So where Charlene is frantically getting ready for her date today. Okay, so where did, where's the hair tie? I I need I need the hair tie. Oh, my hair's not long enough. Well, no, it's kind of long. Okay, um, Horsington, um, can you can you help me find the hair tie? Are you here? The knocking happens at your door. Oh gosh! Oh, she's here. Um, and Charlene kind of smooths down her outfit, which is slightly more relaxed. Uh, it is black slacks and a white uh, pressed shirt. Uh, but she has uh a. Uh, like a fake flower crown on um that is her pop of color today and she opens the door hi <laughs> i need I'm, fan art i'm laughing just because your 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 character is dressed so nice and when you open the door you see ashton who is super excited uh to see you and she's dressed in a t-shirt with with the uh with a a logo on it that says like twilight syndicate like three and she's just wearing like pants and stuff uh her hair is like tied back in a ponytail i added the flower crown because you said casual what do you think it's as casual as jock wearing a suit it's perfect she gives you like two thumbs up oh good i'm so glad um where are we going so she she takes you by the arm and starts dragging forward so we're going to Maddie's Arcade. There is a new game out. Oh, it's it's well, it's not a new new game. It's really a, a rebuild of a of an exclusive game that only came out on on the system that never actually got officially released, and it finally came to the arcade. We're going to an arcade. Oh, an arcade. Uh, great. I don't know. I take that back. I've been to an arcade before. I met a client there once. Yep. Never played any games. So we'll see how this goes. You're in for a treat. Oh my god. Twilight Syndicate 7 is out. And she's she's just super excited. And and the more uh, she's talking about, she's just uh, essentially sprinting, dragging your arm uh, around hers. But your shirt says three. Why are we playing game seven? Cause it's the new one, and three's my favorite. Like, like, uh, she takes a stop when saying that, and then she once again continues running, <laughs> dragging you behind. I'm really glad I didn't eat dinner yet. This is really, whew, this is a lot. Oh, perfect! Because there are really good chili fries. Chili fries and arcade games. Yeah, it sounds like they would go together. How far is it? As soon as you say that, y'all come to a, a screeching halt as you see this this building. This building is hiding behind a lot of the other buildings. Seems to be somewhat tucked away. It's a fairly tall building. It's very square. And there's just neon lights kind of everywhere, like trimming the sides, trimming the doors. It's very flashy. And in neon writing above, it says Maddie's Arcade. So we're here. Hold on, hold on, turn around, turn around. Oh, Close okay. your eyes. Uh, okay. Okay. My eyes uh, are closed. She she releases your arm. You hear her kind of walk uh, toward the building a bit. 
And she's like, okay, turn around. And she turns back around. Her eyes are still closed. Yeah, she she has her arms like up in that like kind of like L shape, like doing jazz hands. Ta-da! Do I open my eyes now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Wow. Okay. That looks very similar to what I just saw, but um with more. Yep. Okay. Let's go inside. I forgot the blindfold you. I'm so sorry. I'm just so excited as she I'm opens the door. I'm also very excited. And as you'll enter, uh, there's like nobody in this arcade. Uh, but the sounds of like, you know, the arcade like games, you know, you hear like ding, 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 boom, 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 all, all those uh, wonderful, loud ear piercing noises. And you see that there's like a counter full of like a bunch of like prizes and stuff like candies and stuff. You got uh, uh, Lucy rolls, which are like, you know, little chocolate uh, candies. Got a bunch of like little knickknacks and stuff on the back wall. Bunch of prizes. There's like a giant bike. There's a prize numbers and stuff. And kind of like uh leaning um up against the counter is a floral person. Picture picture like a person that's just a, a constant weave of like vines and flowers. Uh, uh person's just a, a plant. A plant person. Is that Maddie? Maddie! And she just runs over. She's like, tokens! <laughs> and, and you see Maddie's uh, uh, eyes uh, bloom open a bit wider. Well, it's wonderful to see you too, Astrid. And who's your lovely, beautiful friend here? I'm Charlene Coltrane. Uh, Astrin's girlfriend? Yeah. It's a pleasure to meet you. Please enjoy Twilight Syndicate 7. I imagine that's all y'all are going to be playing. And Ashton is just like jumping up and down, ignoring the conversation, waiting for tokens. Yep, that's um, that's what we're here for. Tokens, please. Of course, of course. Thank uh, you. And she pulls out a. A big, like, giant uh, uh, bag. Like, picture, like, a, a classic money bag from, like, a JRPG game. She sets it down. It's like, 4,000 tokens you reserved. Here you go. Ashton just swipes him up, grabs your arm, and just runs over to the the uh, one of the arcade machines. So, how does this work? Tokens, game, controls? How, how do we play? Okay. It's very easy. And she goes off on this, like, ten-minute explanation of just, like, combo mechanics, uh, uh, more so, like, the weird story of this game that just seems like nonsense to you. Yeah, there's talks of like this guy whose name is Blaze, but then becomes like Blaze, but it's like spelt differently because they're they're like the clone of the clone of the the soul that's trapped. It just gets really weird. Um, but but when you get to the point of like the actual trolls, it's there's a stick that moves your character and two buttons for jump and fire. Cool. I think I've got this. Um Go go game start. Start game. She she holds up two tokens. It's like you have we have to put them in, and she hands you one, and she puts her token right up against this uh, slot down at the bottom, and she you know waits for you to get to do the same thing. Okay, okay, ready? 
Three, two, two one. I got it. screen comes to life and a blur of pixels congeals into a kind of cityscape. It's all bright neon colors. A voiceover um, that's kind of a little bit distorted starts to speak out of the speakers of the game. In the year 2191, the world as we know it has changed. The sun is blotted from the sky with access to daylight sold by Dawn Incorporated. The rich and powerful live seemingly forever because of luxury medicine from sanguine mist conglomerate. Bodies are shaped and changed by Calcific Studios, and organized crime runs rampant under the watchful gaze of the Coven. But amongst the margins of these mega-corporations are the operators known as the Twilight Syndicate. The screen flashes violently for a moment. Welcome to Twilight Syndicate 7, Witch Hunters. You have selected two-player mode. You have selected new game. Please select your character. On the screen in front of Astrin and Charlene are four small sprites that are named Lulu, Gulliver, May and Demon Harvester, except all of the uh, vowels are replaced with numbers. Okay, so you can pick any character. This on May, <laughs> and she selects um, May stay May. Um, I'm, I don't know how these controls work. I'll just go with the first one. Uh, Lulu. You have selected Lulu. You have selected May. The game now begins. The digital screen kind of gives away to a black. Um, screen and a little loading bar runs along the bottom of the screen. The loading bar takes an obnoxiously long amount of time, <gasps> given that it's the first level of the game. Um, but after what feels like an eternity and probably was about 20 seconds... I think they'd fix this. The, city, the cityscape returns and shows what looks like a small um, uh, bar, uh, like a, a pub or something like that. There are little pixelated sprites walking past... Two such sprites uh, walk into the bar. Could you guys describe your little characters? The sprite of Lulu is more marked by the lack of color on the screen, more so than whatever Lulu looks like. Um, Maybe a live, slightly androgynous shadow person, uh, but with bright blue eyes, and that's mostly what you can see of the sprite. It's very... Shaded in browns and blacks and meant to be a very roguish character. You might say stealthy. May's sprite is is that of a woman who has like long red hair that's kind of bumped up in a a ponytail, like very anime-esque. She has like a, a like a cap and a white shirt and some like shorts with like a gun attached to it. 
very, very simple uh, character design. Cool. Um, the two little sprites uh, enter this hotelscape and the um, scene quickly shifts to the inside of this building. Unlike its exterior, which looks like the karaoke bar, the inside is a darkened room filled with um, a number of um, worn-out computer consoles, uh, wires running all across the floor, and lowly lit lighting. Standing in the middle of the room um, is another little sprite, a robot. The robot sprite gestures at the two entering the building. Identity verified. Welcome, Lulu and May. I am Deviate. I will be your contact for this mission. Please verify acceptance of mission. Yeah, yeah. Mission accepted. Thank you for accepting mission. Briefing will now commence. The robot, um gestures to a screen and on the video game console screen um, a um, set of blocky um, neon green text comes up saying uh, basically what the aim of the game is. In Twilight uh, Syndicate 7 your characters are required to infiltrate a corporation uh, known as the Coven, a criminal organization. You're required to steal a good from a the top floor of a building in downtown Neoboro. Um, the mission briefing doesn't tell you, uh, what the good is, only that it's located on the top floor of this mega structure. Um, and, um, the other information on there is that it's highly guarded and the criminal syndicate known as the Coven is looking to take the good to a new secure location in 24 hours, so the mission has to be quick. Big block letters come up across the entire screen saying, Stage one, the groundwork. Stage begin. Lulu walks over to a map of the city that is on the wall of this bar. Uh, it appears to be almost 3D or holographic and peers at the map to find where this building is and if there's any floors similar to this top floor. It's called the Spire, and it's an 180-floor tall mega skyscraper. Um, this building is built around a core pillar that runs the whole way up, um, which is an elevator shaft, but it is shaped like a trio of fan blades that head out uh, from that core pillar, so like three distinct arms that shoot out. Those three arms are not full on every floor. And so when you enter to go to a floor, you have to know which arm that floor is attached to. And if you enter the wrong arm to enter into when going up that main elevator, it triggers all the security. So there is an elevator, but you have to know which arm goes to which floor. The building is very, very secure. It is um, kind of like the Coven's, not their main headquarter, but their side headquarter. And so it's built around this um, security system that assumes that you have absolute immaculate knowledge of how to get in there. Um, it doesn't use things like building passes or um, swipe cards. It uses like false corridors that are infernos. Like if you go down that corridor, no matter what, you're dying. So the building is built around the idea of 
If you know your way around, you are perfectly safe. And if you take wrong steps, you are immediately eliminated. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That is lovely to know. While Lulu is uh, looking at a map and, and looking at uh, blueprints and stuff to figure out where things are and, and stuff, um, May is going to go to one of the computer terminals and it's going to do uh, research on the the MacGuffin. From, from your initial searching on the tower and this object, what you find is that this... This building is owned by the Coven, who are a criminal organization um, that do lots of smuggling work. From what you've gathered, whatever object is in the top of this tower is something that they are smuggling for another organization that is new and advanced tech. So whoever they're smuggling it to, it's been stolen from someone and it's being given to someone else. And so in the most immediate sense it's most valuable to the coven because if they lose it it's a really bad job for them but in the longer sense it's most valuable to whoever lost it because this is their proprietary tech that's been stolen from them okay um i'm gonna relay that information to lulu as the little sprite of may turns around and starts communicating that to lulu um the screen Um, jitters very briefly and shows that an outside hacker is tracking the information that you just looked at. Someone else has been peering over your shoulder whilst you looked up all of that information. And then the screen goes blank as you turn back to it. The hacking not being noticed by May. The screen now flashes up with three options and it says, legwork stage B, please choose path. And there's three pictures that are on the screen. One is a man in a trench coat looking shady. And underneath it, it says, acquire inside contact. Um, The second image is um, a pair of figures swinging on um, uh, grappling hooks. And it says, aerial infiltration. And then the third option that comes up is uh, just an explosion, like a picture of a big explosion, which says... The rough and ready method. And the screen hangs there whilst Astrin and Charlene make their decision. I don't know about you, Astrin, but I think going from the aerial would be the best because then uh, I think this character is really good at breaking into things and really don't think that blowing things up is going to help. What's your favorite? Well, every time I first play, play these games going through the first shot, I always pick explosions. But it's your first time playing. Let's go with the, let's go with Ariel. Okay. Um, air moving the uh Ariel. Okay. You have selected Ariel approach. <laughs> um, you finish load up, and the game says, "Are you ready to commence phase two? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The game screen dissolves to black, and then. Um, a scoring screen comes up and says, End of legwork phase. You have scored a D minus. Um, that doesn't look good. Astrin? No, it's it's fine. D for dang good. Minus. Okay. Astrin kicks the machine. <laughs> no, don't do that. It'll give us another bad score. Isn't that how this works? Violence begets more bad things. 
You really haven't played a video game, have you? I was a little bit more of a book nerd. Uh, and, you know, the investigative part. Um, the screen zooms back in and shows a little um, sprite aircraft flying through the air. It's like an advanced sky raft, um, and it's zooming through the cloud layer. Um, very small glints of sunlight filtering down on top of it um, that are sneaking through the Dawn Incorporated sun barriers. And the plane makes its way over the top of the building. Two little pixelated sprites jump out of the aircraft and little uh, parachutes launch from the back of them. Because of the low graphic quality though, it just looks like a pair of squares kind of shuffling around on the screen until the perspective changes to the sideways view and shows the two little sprites floating down on the breeze on top of the building. Lulu and May, what do you do? I look for a way in? Sure. Um, the top of this building is maybe um, 50 feet wide in the center Um, it's a a circular space that's maybe 50 feet wide and then like leaf petals or um, uh, sorry like petals or leaves there are three different arms of the building shooting off from each edge you've sort of landed in the helipad in the center in the cover of darkness and um there's no obvious doorways or anything on this roof. It is just a flat roof. The sprite moves forward and says, This way! And walks onto the pedal that they should be going to. As the angle of the screen adjusts as your sprites walk up to it, you can see going down each side, there are just countless floors that you could access through with just endless plate glass windows. And on the very edge of the top of the roof, there is like metal bars that look like they could be hooked or carabined onto. Uh, The little inventory screen comes up and the monofilament whip is selected out of the weapons. We're going to rappel down the side using this whip. Please, hold on to me. You you just see the text bubble above May. Yeah, yeah. So as you swing down from the roof of the building, you can see that the upper floors here actually contain a gorse-thin set of laser uh, screening outside the glass that you wouldn't be able to notice unless you got really close to it. And as Lulu swings out away from it, you find yourself swinging towards this basically like laser shielding that would burn you up. Uh, I have, like, a stealthy suit. Yeah. And so I just kind of, like, shoulder check the laser field and let the stealth suit, like, absorb the lasers and, like, push us through. Yeah, it does. The glass behind it um, gives way and you swing your way into the top floor of this building. As you come into this room, you find yourselves in basically, like, an open um, office. Uh, It is set up with um, a number of different chairs uh, set around like uh, small tables like lots of different meeting teams are meant to meet in this room and all of it's arranged around a central half spiral statue it looks like a double helix except that only one of the arms are going up and the other where the other helix should be is a snake winding up you both recognize this as the symbol of the coven (sighs) always snake motifs it's not always snakes but that's what this corporation is all about so it's a design motif it's very common 
It's always witches and snakes, never witches and scarves. Witches and scarves? She, she just kind of pouts a bit. You like scarves? Is that why you think witches should have scarves? Yeah, yeah. Man, I love when a plan comes together. Uh, it is the text that pops up above May said as she pulls out a a radar, like a like a like a you know Dragon Ball radar. The device that May pulls up um, is accompanied by a little map that turns up in the bottom left of the screen, and the map shows um, two things. It shows a secure vault in the middle of the map, and then. Um, surprisingly, uh, just up to the, if you go northwest, there's a little square room. That room is also showing a ping. Let's go. Quiet now. Shh. Yeah, yeah. And Lulu starts rogue style. Run, run, run. Stop at the corner. Run, run, run. Stop at the corner. All the way to the square room that was pinging. Um, as you make your way around to the square room... Um, you can see a pair of corporate soldiers standing outside of a room that just looks like a normal office room, um, but they are standing at attention. The two guards, despite the pixels, look like suited individuals. One of them has their hair pulled back into um, a row of long um, dreadlocks, except that the dreadlocks are clearly mechanical tubes and wires. The second one is um, fully bald with a large chip prominently in their forehead. Um, their cloth clothing are like business suits but with kind of over the top aesthetics to them and they are dressed in matte black and both of them are standing to attention guarding this room Ashley should just squeak kind of running on like there's a whole thing about uh, number 1010 and number 1047-41 and how they were in um, how they were introduced in the fourth game but didn't become like important until the the re-release of two with the uh added deleted scene <laughs> of the game oh <laughs> uh, and there there's one moment where charlene looks at astrin who's just talking and charlene goes that one's dressed like me i like that outfit as the two of them stop saying this the screen flashes up and says sub boss fight one you will be fighting Agent 1010 and Agent 104741. And at this moment, the two agents turn and notice as May walks around the corner nonchalantly. The inventory screen pops up again, and Lulu selects the hand taser. May already has her assault rifle out. <laughs> Locked and loaded. As you come around the corner, Agent 1010 uh, says in a highly um, digitized voice, Ah, we were waiting for you. May May's going to, you know, say quietly over her shoulder, "Get in the room." And May is going to pull out uh her like two maze cans that she brought because she always ha- is is loving it when a plan truly comes together and lives up to her namesake. May stay May <laughs> pulls out two maces to spray and have them like kind of you know fly back because it's not just normal spray. It's cyber spray. Cyber may spray. Perfect. It affects cyber eyes. The pixelated sprite of May runs forward and sprays a mist into the eyes of the two agents. Uh, the agents stumble forward, um, struggling to see, having been covered in this may spray, uh, and they are destabilized. I would like to attempt to get past the guards into the room. Lulu runs up to the door 
um, and you find that it is uh, just a sliding panel and there's no obvious way to get in. As you approach, the game pings up and says, Key is required for entry. I look on the two guards that are disoriented and see if they have a key. You can visibly see a key available on the hip of Agent 1010. I would like to steal the key. Yep, Lulu takes the security pass and swipes it onto the door. Um, Inside, um, you can see a little sprite um, standing in the center of the room. Then, uh, so while you're, like, getting the door open, uh, the action I would like to take is to, like, as you grab their their key card away, I want to, like, shove them out the window. So violent. Mace Day May will will end people's days. Uh, May's pixel runs forward and with a blindingly quick flurry of button presses, performs a combo that hits both of these characters a number of times until they land um, back against the glass windows. The game pauses for a moment and um, the music changes to kind of very dramatic things um, before saying, Would you like to use ultimate finisher? Astrid slams the punch key to do it. Um, the two characters are launched out of the building, um, partially incinerated by the lasers as they go. And um, as they fall down towards uh, the ground, the game plays a triumphant bit of music and shows off um, highlight reel saying, Special combo finisher, one, used. Nine special finishers left to find in game. As view zooms back uh, across to Lulu, um, it shows her step inside this small closed room. The asset tracker that was on May's hip pings again to show that the target that they're looking for is in this room. But standing in this room, instead of any kind of object, is the little pixelated form of a person. Um, it is a small girl who is looking kind of scared and confused. And she says, uh, Are you here to take me home? The screen cuts away and says, Phase 2 complete. Rating A++. See, this is what happens when we're nice to the video game. It gives us better grades. Grades are very important, Astrin. They're how you get forward in life. So Astrin is just like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Uh, uh, just not really listening. <laughs> but it's just like getting her face closer and closer to the screen. It's just like, like hands pressed up on the screen, you hear Maddie in the back just go, "What did I tell you about putting your hands on my screen?" <laughs> Ashton's hands are not being removed, and she's just like, "New character, what's her name? Who are you? <gasps> what is your story?" <laughs> and she's like shaking the machine. Ashton, Ashton, take your hands off! You hands on the buttons! Hands on the buttons! The game shows up a new heading. It says. Phase three, extract the asset. The small pixelated girl on screen. Uh, are you here to take me home? We're going to get you out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game resumes and says, uh, extract asset. Um, and the little um, pixeled figure um, falls in line behind the two of you, automatically controlled by the AI of the game. As the two of you step out of the room, uh, as soon as the asset steps past the door of the room, some alarms start going off. And a clock starts running in the top of the screen. Lockdown commencing in 30 seconds. 
I would like to spend my last hold to bypass a security system. Uh, yeah, you do so. Uh, the lockdown at the top of the screen jitters and says, Lockdown commencing in the, 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 and then kind of stops. Stuck at 29.9 seconds. Here's the twist. You guys brought gear for two of you to repel in, but you've got a third person to get out. Can I spend the gear, make a office supply harness to tack the asset onto myself? Yep, you can you can gaffer tape them to you. Um, the game the game um, lights up um, and pings. Achievement unlocked. Inventive inventory. And the little sprite of the asset is now strapped to Lulu's back. We can get out of here, but we need a way to get through the laser field. May, can you do anything? Yeah, yeah. And I pull out a giant mirror to to help reflect the lasers uh, uh, to clear like a way to jump through the the window. Sure. You reflect the lasers as you jump out of the window and the two of you start to rappel down to the ground. As you're about halfway down, a private flying jet swoops in around you. Sub-boss 2, outside interference. Um, The screen zooms in to show a close-up of the jet and it shows the logo for Sanguine Mist. And a voice, a crackling voice comes through over the speakers of this jet and says, Release that asset. It is property of Sanguine Mist and was incorrectly stolen from us recently. Lulu turns to the asset and says, Are these people the people you want to go home to? No. Roger. I'm going to assess the uh, boss. You're not able to correctly assess this jet because as you go to try and peer at it and um, assess it with um, your seasoned tactical brain, the rope that you're hanging from suddenly starts dropping very quickly. And as you look up, you realize that there was a third agent inside that you did not deal with. The screen blazes and says, Outside intruder. And, um... May's character starts to fall down the screen as from the top of the building um, her rope has been loosened by Agent Zero an agent they did not realise was still working upstairs Um, you are now in a sub-boss fight against both the Sanguine Mist Jet and Agent Zero May is going to attempt to to run up the wall to get closer uh, to Agent Zero who Astron is just freaking out about, but also just really mad. He's like, I want to punch that guy in the face. Fuck Agent Zero. As you start to run, Agent Zero, having um, basically unhooked your rope, um, also starts trying to throw laser-edged kunai at you, um, like ninja spikes, uh, and he starts throwing them down, and it deals too harm to you. Lulu would like to try to get to the ground faster. As um, Lulu starts to pick up speed to try and get to rappel down faster, um, the she doesn't initially notice, but the rope is causing friction against the tape that is holding the asset in place, and suddenly the asset starts to fall away from you. What do you do? Kind of like hold on to the asset over the arms, like under her armpits to try to like hold her on and in doing so probably have a lot less uh, control over how fast we're going. Meanwhile, um, the gunship has sort of set itself back up and said, this is your last opportunity to relinquish the asset. We will commence firing in accordance with 
Sanguine missed Protocol 7 unless you release the asset. Uh, meanwhile, Agent Zero continues to throw weapons and uh, projectiles at May. May, what do you do? Uh, what May is going to do is while uh, still trying to run up, is going to push off the wall, right, and use the flashbang to not only blind uh, uh, Agent Zero, but also to maybe mess up the sensors of the the uh, airship. You achieve your objective. The the sensors of the airship are totally like scattered from this huge flash of explosion that happens. And on the screen again, it comes up with the same notification before. Would you like to use ultimate finisher? Mashin is just like, yes, 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 yes. They're just spamming it. Um, May pulls out the machine gun and fires bullets at the um, floating airship. And it's um, having been stunned by the flashbang, she's able to take a shot at the rotor of this kind of airship and it spirals out of control and crashes down to the ground below. And that threat has been dealt with. Uh, Lulu, what would you like to do? Lulu is calling in another character that you could have played as. They're calling in the hacker. Ah, cool. Uh, Charlene hits a stream of buttons uh, options um, from in her inventory and... Um, a, a little remote beacon signal pops up on screen and the, the game cuts away for a moment to an outside shot of high above the tower and shows the airship that the two of them originally dropped in on. In the cockpit of the airship is um, a, a, a little sprite of a teenage boy um, wearing bright neon pump shoes, um, a bright neon green jacket, and um, a pair of overly large headphones uh, who is playing who is playing idly on some kind of handheld game console. Um, when the um, airship display in front of him pings, he lets out a sigh, seizes the airship controls and starts to plummet down in a um, desperate attempt to catch the two uh, falling compatriots. Over the mics of the system, he yells, Demon Harvester, on my way. Um, And the screen pops up saying, Achievement unlocked. Call in the assist. At this point, the two of you are falling and the airship is falling down after you. Um, You can see uh, above on the screen, um, Agent Zero notices this and starts taking shots at the airship. Uh, What would you like to do? Lulu would like, we see the, the repel like wraps around her legs in a way to like slow her fall so that our airship support can catch up. Um, Lulu um, manages to slow down enough and reaches out with one hand to catch May as she falls past. Um, Their fingers just managing to catch each other in little sprite form as the two of them are swung by the suddenly torn repel line into the open doors of the escape ship. The screen comes up and shows end of phase three. Ranking B-ish. Okay, we can definitely do better than that. We need to play another game. I'm so glad you have 4,000 tokens. We're not leaving. Final phase. Get paid. Wait, the game keeps going? It's the worst phase. (laughs) Um, The two um, sprites are back in the same opening room with Deviate. Standing next to you is the small sprite of Demon Harvester in his pumped-up kicks, and um, next to that is the asset. 
the screen shows um, the asset walking over to a deviate who places a small chip on her shoulder and her eyes go vacant um, for a second. Uh, she then starts streaming out a bunch of information, um, just like verbalizing a bunch of just numbers and letters that don't mean anything to any of you. Um, the uh, robot says, Thank you for completing the mission. You have, unfortunately, attracted unwanted attention. Therefore, your pay will be reduced accordingly. Your overall ranking for this mission is... Z. And the game cuts to a final screen uh, showing... C ranking. Uh, and lists out a number of just figures about how the game went, pros and cons, successful things, um, missed opportunities, um, and then it lists the ending combination as this, like, three-digit code and says, You have achieved ending 612. Astrin, what does that ending code mean? Astrin, you see her, like, uh, with a notepad just writing all of this stuff down, um, and at the top of it is uh, uh, 612. Six one two, yeah. Oh, six one two. That's the ending. There's typically like about a thousand. Apparently, this one has like fifteen hundred. Well, we're gonna play again, right? Absolutely. We have to punch Agent Zero in the face. He's not getting away with that shit. Cutting my fucking cord. All right, Astrid, give me another token. We're playing again. Uh, Astrid, hand you a token. Gets ready. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Hey friends, thanks for stopping by Heartbeats. That was a fun time, huh? At least for us it was. This episode we played The Sprawl by Hamish Cameron, uh, which is a cyberpunk powered by the Apocalypse game that I absolutely adore. Originally we intended to play um, Austin Ramsey's Beam Saber uh, for this episode, which was being kickstarted um, at the time, but because of life circumstances we didn't get to record this episode till way after the Kickstarter had ended. If you enjoyed what we did today, definitely go check out either of those two systems. Um, And also let us know on Twitter or in our Discord whether you enjoyed this, because we know it was a little bit out of the ordinary. Bye, friends. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love that that's the same yeah, yeah from before. (laughs) Like, it's very good repeated dialogue. Yeah, it, it's it's the it's, it's the, the tagline. Yeah, yeah. Astrid, yeah, yeah. Astrid keeps triggering default dialogue option, like she's slamming the B button in Pokemon to get <laughs> through the dialogue sections quicker. Yeah, yeah, instead of hitting like selecting, she's just hitting B, which auto default says. Yeah, yeah, Continu- yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we need the... to make T-shirts. Pardon? We need to make need T-shirts to make for. Twilight Twilight Syndicate 7 yes. Twilight Syndicate 7 Witch Hunters is the name of the game and the back just says yeah 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 <laughs> um we need to do merch at some point